You may have played poker, but playing poker in Texas is a different animal. This is the Texas Poker Podcast with Tyler and Clint. Hello, this is the Texas Poker Podcast. I'm Tyler. This is Clint. What's up, y'all? And we are back with episode 23. Episode 23 and a ton to get to uh, this week. As you went and finished your Vegas trip, which was really the first time that you've been in Vegas, when it was actually like a really good kind of Vegas poker trip. Right. It's like Especially since I was able to play through a bankroll. I felt like I could... There was no stress, really, um, on, like, because you know how, like, sometimes when you go, if you only have a certain amount of money, you kind of worry about if you go on a downswing on your trip, um, it could limit your poker, but, you know, through a bankroll, I was able just to be stress-free and just play where and when I wanted. That's really awesome, because, I mean, yeah, like you say, you can kind of just, it's way less stressful than, you know, just having that set money and, like, checking or whatever and all that, I mean... For us, this is just, you know, it's poker as normal. It's just a lot more of it and a lot nicer casinos. Right, because I guess, like, you, every time I've gone before, I've had, like, maybe, like, two buy-ins or three buy-ins to play at 1-3, and that was it. Man, that's that's really, really stressing it. <laughs> right. So, I guess um, I guess we'll start at the beginning, though. So, we, we uh, arrive at the link, and um, we go to do the check-in thing, right? Like, you know, the little kiosks? Right. Every single kiosk was broken. Oh, God, that's awful. Well, I don't know how many of our uh, listeners know, but, like, so Caesars has these little checking. You can either wait in the long-ass line to check into a hotel, or they have these little self-serve kiosks where it's, like, a minute and a half and you get the key. That's pretty horrible that all of them were broken. So all of them would have you go through the whole thing, you give your ID and do everything, and then at the very end, before it gave you the key, it said to see the person at the front desk. Oh, that's even worse, because then it teases you the entire time. And then the problem is you have everybody just kind of standing around, because no real line is forming, because everyone's just kind of wondering what's going on. Okay, so that sounds pretty awful for like a check-in, oh, like a way to check-in. Not only that, so then we also, we paid for early check-in because the flight was arriving early. So it said our room would be ready by 1 for early check-in. Okay. So we arrive at 1. They said they can't guarantee the early check-in. We can only guarantee 4 o'clock. I mean, (laughs) did you ask them about, like, did you tell them you paid for it? They said they'd give me my 20 bucks back. I mean, if I go to a restaurant and I pay 20 bucks for a meal, I want the meal. I don't want you to just give me the money back. I mean, oh, God, what a horrid. That, that's really bad. Were you able to check in early? Maybe 3 o'clock. Oh, God, this sounds like a horrid, I mean, hotel, like, experience. Um, It really was. Um, but And then the other thing is, so we were traveling with the two dogs, too, right? right. So now I'm in a casino with two dogs. Nowhere to go with them. Oh, God. And then also they said that they had the um, the pet release spot. Yeah, their pet release spot was under construction or something was going on with it. I had to walk all the way to Hera's pet release spot. God almighty. This is 
such a bad deal. I don't know the way the way the link was treating y'all. I might have just the pet relief spot might have been next to their best <laughs> slot machine. <laughs> Which slot machine makes the most money? Okay, let's go take a shit over there, boy. <laughs> yeah. So, but we eventually get squared away, and um, the first night I said I'm gonna go play right, and um, I walk out and it's pretty late. Um, cause actually I took a nap, so I woke up so because I knew there'd be games going. And I walk out and it's raining. So I was like, well, I'm going to the first casino I see. And it's straight across to Caesars. So I go over to Caesars and they only have one three going. And um, they had a giant list of two five. And I believe one table of two five. So then I got on the two five and then they ended up getting a second table together. Um, I ended up losing like $100 at the one three. Uh, playing some different hands. I think I had like. I had pocket tens on a jack high flop and stuff like that. Right. It was a few. I didn't lose a hundred dollars on that, but <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I get you. Just like the same situ kind of situations. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I ended up going over to the two five over there, and um, so they capped the buy in at five hundred dollars at two five. Okay. It's kind of weird, right? I mean, coming from like Texas, where it's all like match the stack. Uh, I mean. Not all that weird. I mean, two five. I think that Aria's. I think that I found the two five was a little more than a hundred times a blind, than like it is one three everywhere in Vegas. But it wasn't that much more. So, I don't know. I, it kind of seems like Caesars. It, Caesars doesn't really try to be a high limit room by any means. It seems like. So, I don't love it, but at the same token, it's I find it to kind of go along with Vegas. Uh, I don't remember what Aria and everyone else was, but it wasn't that far off. So, um, we were playing, and I I ended up getting tangled up in a hand where I mean, you want to talk about just miss? I must have. I don't know if I was sleepy or what was going on, but I ended up with a suited jack of clubs, right? Okay. So I ended up flopping a flush draw. And a straight draw. And what I what ended up happening was I ended up check-raising the turn because I was sitting there thinking in my head, I need an 8 for the straight. I need an 8 or a queen is what I was thinking. The issue was I had jack 8 and I only flopped. Or I only turned an 8. So I had a pair plus a straight draw plus a flush draw. And after I had check-raised him on the turn... I then forgot that I had lost the $100 at 1-3, which then made my river jam uh, not nearly as much as I was hoping it was going to be. Because in my head, I had started with 500 Well, you check-raised the turn uh, on the pair of eights, like a pair of eights, a flush draw, and a straight draw, correct? Um, so I flopped a flush draw and a straight draw. Okay, and then turned the eight. Yeah. And that's when you check-raised him? Yes. Okay, so. Okay, so you. Okay, go on from there. I was just making sure I had it right. Um. So yeah, I had, I had it mixed up in my head though, and then when I jammed all in, the jam was not. I was expecting like three thirty, but it was like two thirty, because I was short that hundred dollars. Uh. Okay. So how much was in the pot? You think? <laughs> well, four hundred because if I had only had four hundred to start with, and only had. Like two hundred dollars on the end must have been four. Yeah. Did you hit the river? No. 
So that was my first buy-in. <laughs> like I said, it went horribly. Did, did you think about just like checking it back? I mean, a half pot size bet seems. Now, this one went so far off the rails. I had in my head already. I didn't count the money in front of me. So my... you were already set on jamming the no matter what river. Well, I said all in. Yeah. And then when the count came oh, out, oh, you yeah. checked. Okay, you check raised all in on the turn. No, no, no. I check raised, and then on the on the brick river, I said all in, thinking I had like a pot sized bet behind. Okay. Or close to pot, but no, I did not. So he called. He almost folded, but he just had top pair, top kicker. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of one of those things where he just, I mean, he shouldn't even be almost folding. I mean, because obviously this is a draw-heavy board if you flopped a flush draw and a straight draw. I mean, and everything breaks out. I mean, he should not be folding on the river for a half pot size bet. I mean, kind of a weird tank right there for him, but. I mean, it's Caesars. I mean, I don't think you're getting a lot of high-level high level thought around there. Yeah, well, I mean, took my money. So that was my first buy-in. <laughs> um, yeah, and yeah. then I played a really weird hand, which you said you didn't really like how I played it whenever I had that suited ace. And it was so multi-way, even though it was like $25 pre-flop. And I flopped a pair and a flush draw. Uh, okay, the pair was at the ace. Seven, or, seven. Okay, uh, suited ace seven. You flop a pair, and a, and a flush and draw. a flush draw. Okay, uh, I forget what we discussed about it. So go on. So I check, and the guy next to me raises. Sorry, he bets, but he bets small, like thirty, and the whole everyone calls, and it gets back to me. Right. Yeah, I like a call here. <laughs> I I ended up just barely min clicking it back and the whole table called again. Yeah, I hate that. I know, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I drilled the turn and hit the uh nut flush. Well, in that case it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like here's the thing is okay, like I like the check. I mean, I I, I like obviously you're never folding here. Folding would be the worst possible option. Mm-hmm. Uh nut flush draw with a pair of sevens. Uh, if you call, you're just giving yourself literally amazing odds when the entire table gets there. And a lot of times there might be another flush draw on board. Uh, so I like that. And you, the showdown value is probably pretty light here since there's so <laughs> many people there. But, or, like, I don't even mind, like, the raise. But if it's going to be a raise and you really have, and you really know your beat, the only value in the raise is the fold equity, which once you min click it back is <laughs> zero. I mean, you're just, I can't imagine even anybody actually, you know, calling the first bet and then folding the second, I mean, the second bet. So uh, I didn't really care for it. But that being said, when you spike the nuts on the turn, hard to fuck, hard to fuck that up. <laughs> right. So then um, I ended up betting in. I bet pretty big, like $200, and two people called. Okay. Um, and I had won a few hands, so I was a little bit deeper this time. And then the river, so now it's three-handed going to the river, right? Um, sorry, sorry. Four-handed counting myself. So the river pairs the board. Ooh, dirty river. And someone opened jams. Open jams for how much? Yeah, see that this is at first I was kind of like, oh, um, do I have to fold this? But then I was thinking, 
Well, luckily that min click made the pot gigantic. So he had about 350, 400. How much do you think the pot was? It was way too much. Um, like 800 or something? More, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I hate the river, but I'm not folding. I mean, you see you see people do stupid shit all the time. I'm not folding for a half pot size bet here. Right, and then, so here's the other thing. So then the guy next to him debates going all in. And then I was like, ooh, I might have to fold maybe. But he ended up making the fold. And then I told the guy, I said, well, I guess here's here's my money. You got it. You know, like, here you go. I'm sure you're good. And then the guy to my left ends up folding. And the guy who went all in had a bluff. And I took it down with the ace high flush. And the guy to my left who was super deep who stacked me in my missed bluff opportunity or my, my bluffing mistake or whatever, he had the king high flush. Oh, man. Yeah. So that was a big hand for me. Uh, that's gigantic. That's a, so on the river, did it, did it come like the, did it pair the turn? It paired the turn? Um, the flop. Uh, paired the flop. Oh, oh, it paired the seven because I had a seven. Oh, well that does help a little bit that you have some of the outs for right. a boat. So, I mean, yeah, um, like you said, I mean, if someone's got a boat here, they got a boat here, but. I mean, you hate the river, but I guess in luckily you did min click it back to make that pot way too big to ever get away from. So very that that really worked out pretty well there, I guess. <laughs> um, and then I heard a very interesting story, which I wanted to get your opinion on at the table, right? Okay. So remember that new resorts world, right? So I guess one of the players said that he had played there a few days ago, and something happened, right? So I, so I guess what happened was he cashed out, right? And I guess, I don't know if he just didn't count the money or what, right? But he cashed out and he left. Um, when he came back the next day, he was at the table and the floor came up to him and said, hey, we overpaid you yesterday. You owe us $300. And then took it out of his stack. Oh, wow. Right? I, I've i never heard of such a thing. Okay, like, I have never heard of anything, like, I have heard of them overpaying and then taking them, like, out of your stack. Not in a poker game, but in, like, table games. Uh, someone had an issue at another casino. Uh, I've never heard it go, like, on another day, though. Like, I mean, that's that's crazy to me that you would get all the way out, leave the casino, and then they I don't know. That that seems so out so out there to me. That's a I mean, I would say it's kind of such an out there story that I kind of believe it because I mean like no, you just wouldn't make this up, I think, right? Well, I mean, I don't think he would make it up to sound cool. I mean, he just had to <laughs> give someone $300. <laughs> Very true. Uh Man, that I don't know. I would have a, I don't, I don't know what your recourse is here, but I mean, like, what if they didn't overpay you? I mean, like, it seems like it's a possibility, right? I mean, you, I don't know. That seems really, really out there to me. 
Um, the one thing that the guy did say, which was why he was okay with it, is because he knew how much he thought he cashed out for. And when he handed the girl that much money for chips, she said, you have an extra $300. So he's like, like he said, he's sure they did overpay him. Because like he took, like if he cashed out 500 or whatever, he just put it in his wallet. Right. And then when he gave it to the chip girl, she was like, oh, this, this is 800, not 500. Oh, uh, okay. So, well, I mean, in that case... That's that's okay, I guess. I, I don't know. It definitely seems weird to me, though, that it would, like, you know, over multiple days, I mean, just kind of take it out of your stack. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I like, I don't know the how the laws work or how any of that goes. So, but, I mean, if they overpaid him, I guess it's right that they get the money back. I'm just shocked that that's, I've never heard of that before. And like he said, just think if he had not come back the next day, it would have been his money. Yeah, I mean, I would assume that if even well, I mean, it doesn't sound like he was trying to cheat. It just sounds like he thought that something was off. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's been times where I've had a couple of drinks playing poker, and if someone gives me a little bit of extra money, I mean, I just yeah, I'm not gonna try to cheat anybody, but. I might think that it's my mistake, and I did cash out for more than I thought. So I, I don't know. This whole situation is a lot of, of a lot of ifs, ands, and buts. It seems like. Yeah, I just thought it was an interesting story. I mean, the only time, well, actually, I've had two situations where I've um, gone to the cage. One time, I gave him, uh, I bought him for five hundred, and I watched him give me the chips, and I knew he had given me too much. And it was uh, the person's first day at, uh, it was at Johnny Chan's, right? Okay. I had never seen him. And um, I told him 500 and I saw clearly it was not 500 it was 600 right? Right. So before he handed it to me, I told him to stop. And I counted it for him. I said, look, one, two, three, and that's four, five, six. So you have, you know, you're going to lose $100. So he was pretty thankful there, right? That's a really good thing. Yeah, good good job. Well, well I, and also I, I hear that they are the ones who have to, put the money back stuff like that like it comes out of there i mean i don't know i was like i'm definitely not trying to steal a hundred dollars on someone's mistake yeah absolutely so um and then another time apparently i gave her the 500 and then they didn't give me the full 500 and then someone came and found me and gave me the rest of the money because i was in the middle of a hand when i got the money so i didn't get to count it right but i guess they had shorted me and they came in and brought me the pre- the right amount back so I've kind of had been on both ends of it. Yeah, which, I mean, it sounds like they did the right thing, and you did the right thing on both ends. I know there was a one time in College Station where they didn't, like when I bought in, they didn't give me the right amount. But, I mean, I always double-check it, like, almost right immediately. So I was like, oh, this is not right. And, and they corrected it very quickly. So, I mean, it was, it's a, it was a place that had just opened, and, you know, people were new, so they just weren't used to it. That was my thing, especially if it's someone, if you're there all the time and it's someone you don't recognize, yeah, it's probably just, you know. I mean, as long as they correct it. I mean, to me, there's never, like, a reason to be an asshole about anything because, I mean, shit, we've all made mistakes at some point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, so I thought it was an interesting story at Caesars. And then I saw an interesting hand where on a jack-high flop, two guys end up going all in, right? And, um... The board ran out, I believe it was 10-9, and um, one guy, so the first guy shows pocket kings all in, because he had they, they had got all the money on the flop, right? Right. 
The other guy had gone runner runner to the nut straight. He called him with King Queen. When no tin on board? Nothing. And it was it was for a lot of money because I mean the the two five game starts off at five hundred each, but I mean people have been rebuying a ton, right? Right. Poker seems very lot. I mean, I don't know. Like every the whole poker's dead. Not at the lower limits. Absolutely not. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, this was the two five. I mean, well, I mean, I still consider. Yeah. I mean, two five is one up from the lowest <laughs> limits. <so. laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. So, um, but here was the interesting part, right? Right. <laughs> so, the guy, I'm like, man, he's handling this great. You know, that guy's went runner, runner to the nuts straight. The one with pocket kings? Yeah. Yeah. He didn't realize that the guy had called him with king ten, uh, king queen. Heath only thought he had pocket queens. Oh, man. <laughs> when he realized it, he about fell out of the chair, man. He was freaking out, yelling. I was like, that makes more sense there. I was like, at first, like, this guy is handling this bad beat phenomenally. <laughs> I was like, I don't even think I could handle it that well. And then when the dealer was taking his chips, he goes, hey, bring him over here. I won. And he's like, you didn't win. He has king queen for the runner runner straight. And, man, that guy lost his mind. I mean, like, this, like you should never, like, lose your mind. But I tell you what, someone calling with absolutely nothing for a gigantic amount and hits runner runner straight. If I'm, if you're ever gonna justify it, that might be the time. Well, talk about a roller coaster of emotions, though, right? You go from thinking that you had just won this gigantic pot to being almost felted. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, it had to be. That's. I mean, I will say that's a pretty tough beat. So I don't know. Hard to fault this guy, but I mean, in the long run, you want calls like that. But in that short run, I can see how that's gonna really, really t- uh, tear you up. Um. So I ended up. Uh, what's it called? Losing like, um, cause I'd run it back for a bit. So then I ended up losing like 700 there. Uh, 700 at Caesars in total. Yeah. Yeah. On the two bullets. So what do you think about the games in general at Caesars? I didn't like the short blind, um, on being capped at 500. Yeah. Uh, I felt like it kind of, kind of made certain things kind of tough. Um, you know, like river bluffing. I mean, if you only start off with $500, it's kind of hard to set up any sort of bluff. That's true. Yeah. That's Especially a, multi-way. I mean. That's a, Caesars is one of the, like, I kind of like the poker room. It's, like, kind of open. But it gets, re- so the thing about Caesars, I will say, is it gets, it gives the most tier points of all the Caesars casinos. So, especially, it gives even more for 2-5, I think. So you actually probably racked up some points there. But uh, it games because it does that can get pretty nitty. So I was like, uh, I don't really usually love them. And then I've had a couple sessions where it just went crazy. So I was just wondering what you thought about the games in general for there. Well, that was actually the first game I played in a while where actually we had a pretty fun table and we had like a bunch of people talking, but it was like one side of the table was like me, that guy who had got runner runner. And then some other guy were talking and then the left side were just a bunch of people, like, just nut peddling, you know, kings, ace king, aces. So we would play big pots on this side, but anytime one of them came in, they always had, like, aces or something. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. No, that, usually I get that left side table where they're nut peddling, except it's, like, eight people and, like, me and maybe another guy. <laughs> uh, so that's usually my table at Caesars that I have normally had. So, but it was a pretty fun table, and then those two guys left, and then it was just me, and then... 
um, I had a bluff where like it's not. There's no worse feeling when you try to bluff somebody off and like, you know what type of hand they're gonna have there and they still make the call. Oh yeah, no, I definitely agree. Like if you're just trying to bluff somebody off of ace rag, whenever the flush gets there and the straight gets there on the river and you bet and they still call with ace six offsuit. Oh yeah, that's. I mean, this is why for it took forever for me to really start having bluffs at lower limits. Was I would see this over and over again, but yeah, it's super annoying when you when they're when you make the correct bluff that they should almost never call. But is it to a degree? Isn't that on the the person who's bluffing too? Because if if it's a player that's incapable of folding top pair, I mean that's kind of a bad read as well, right? Yeah, apparently. So. <laughs> Tyler's like Tyler's like guaranteed on that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I mean, because yeah, I mean, there's certain players who just aren't gonna fold top pair. But I there's mean, also, I mean, sometimes I mean, especially in those games, you don't really get to see a lot of people turn their cards over, so you don't really yeah. know what they're calling down with a lot of the time. And then all of a sudden they turn that over. I'm like, oh god! If I would have seen that ahead of time, I would have never made the move. That's true. I mean, if it's only in a, within an hour or two hours, you, I mean. You're only going to see them play so many hands. Right. So, I mean, and if you think it's the type of player that might fold it, you probably haven't seen them play that many hands, actually. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's when I ended up leaving that, uh, the Caesars, right? Caesars well, Casino. Not a stellar way to begin the Vegas trip, but. Definitely not. I, I mean, mean <laughs> shithole experience trying to check in and then, you know, getting killed on some tough hands in Caesars. So then I decide I'm going to go to Bellagio. Um, but I'm going to play 510, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it makes. I got killed at 1 3. So I decide, or and then 2 5. So I figured I'm going to keep going up until I win. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I figured what was holding me back was the buy in. You see, I didn't have enough money to bluff, so I needed to raise the stakes. Tyler's like, if I lose at 510. I'm going to go to the Poker Go Studios at Aria and see if I can get on poker after dark. <laughs> okay, so Bellagio 510, right? Yes. And, um... Oh, okay, right, right. So I'm trying to think of this session, right? So I ended up um, buying in, and we started a new table. And I was expecting, like, a, re- a bunch of, like, really, really good players. And, uh... It seemed very much like any other table. There was, I mean, as always, there's some really good players. But then there's a lot of people there who are just there to have fun, who are there for business conferences and, you know, just there to gamble and don't really care. See, I found this probably was you were just talking to me like during the trip, the most probably interesting part of the trip because I've never played 510. So I didn't know what to expect on there. And I just figured, like you said, like when you went there, that, I mean, you would just be up against just stellar competition. And, I mean, that's what I was expecting, but, I mean, you're seeing limps. You're seeing people limp. You're seeing, like, you know, some golf pros show up, and they just want to limp and see flops. And then you're seeing people um, turn over 5-7 offsuit, ace-3 offsuit. God, that's great. I mean, I, I mean, just for, for poker in general that you are seeing this, do you say you're seeing golf pros? Yes. Did you see a golf pro? He said there's a golf pro. Okay. Yeah. I mean, again, doesn't seem like a thing to lie about because he wasn't getting any poker cred. So, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, I, I mean, wonder who it was, but okay, uh, just, that'd be kind of interesting. But uh, yeah, that's really awesome that you uh, that you kind of saw all these mistakes at such a high level. I mean, I guess we see the vlogs 
where we're like, oh, God, how in the world that happens? Like Mariano's 510 table and stuff. But you just always feel like that's like one out of like 50 hands. So just for this, for you to say that you were seeing this kind of on the common, that's just great for poker in general. And I mean, by all means, there were some players who were there who were very good, right? Right. But there was enough mixed in there to where it was definitely seemed like a great game to be at. Okay, so you definitely it definitely feels like you could be profitable in the long run at five ten. In that specific game, yes. Okay. Um. So I'm playing right, and I ended up. Oh, I tried hero calling some guy down, and he had the absolute nut. It was great. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I was like, "This is him bluffing." He wasn't bluffing. Um. Yeah. Actually, I'm not even going to tell you the details of the hand because it was such... Yeah. So, what ended up happening... So, then on my next hand, I rebuy, right? And I get... Did, did you show down when you tried to hero call and he had the nuts? No, I just did the <laughs> noise in my... I was like, ugh. It just threw my yeah. cards in the muck. I was like, get rid of those real quick. <laughs> yeah, I was like... like just act all exasperated, second nuts, never good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I what to call it. It was one of those ones where, like, instead of flicking them into the muck, I made sure to slide them so they don't get flipped over. <laughs> I'm like, we got to place these in the muck because if those actually get overturned, <laughs> whatever credibility I have will be shot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the very next hand. And, okay, so let me give you some backstory for this hand. So we're using the stacks, but they're, you know how when we normally play one, three, or two, five? They're the red chips, and they're $5, right? Right. So every stack of 20 is 100 So in my head, I was because like I was like, oh, well, all I have to do is just think of it as fives, and I could then know how much to bet in my head. That's what I was thinking, because kind of the bet sizing were kind of throwing me off. You know? Right. Because it was my first time there and first time playing at this stake. So... um I raise big, uh, not big, I raise, I open with uh, pocket kings. I only have chips yet, right? I make it, um, I made it 20, 25, sorry, I made it 25. Wait, you're at 510? Yeah. 25 seems like such a weird raise there. I remember, I remember this hand went so far off the rails. Um, what did I make it? Oh, man, I'm trying to, th well... <laughs> what is with you and midplex? I'm trying to think. Well, no, because I remember it went so far off the rails. This hand. Okay. Um, <laughs> I would have thought you'd at least made it thirty, right? I must have made it thirty. I can't imagine you ever making this twenty-five. Yeah, and no, it must have been thirty, right? No. It, it, well, okay. Okay, so, twenty-five. Okay, you made it twenty-five. Gotcha. Let's go. Yeah, let's go twenty-five. Right. And um. So then the guy next to me tries to call, but then accidentally raises, right? Okay. So then he min-clicks it back, right? Okay. <laughs> so, so, um, so then everyone calls, and then in my head, I was going to say 185, but all I said was 85, and the dealer's like, what is going on? <laughs> So then I almost min clicked it back to him again. <laughs> and then the whole table's like, what is happening? So then I had min clicked it back. Well, almost min clicked it back. 
So then the bet was, it was a four bet, but it was only $85. And the guy, and everyone's like, what is happening? So everyone calls, right? (laughs) (laughs) A very hell of a time to miss me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, that's not what I meant. And I was like, that's not going to fly. So (laughs) I was like, well. Yeah, like I said, it, this one went off the rails. Definitely sounds like it. <laughs> yeah, because like, now that you said it, yeah, 25 makes no sense. And then he min-clicked it, then I min-clicked it back. But this is going multi-way, right? The flop comes queen-high rainbow, like queen-three-six rainbow. So I mean, I'm on like, the good side, there's a great flop for kings. So I'm like, all right, it's time to start making some real bets now, right? So I bet like one twenty. One twenty. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Are you? <laughs> I mean, are you just? I mean, is mom kid in camera or something? <laughs> sorry, sorry. Two twenty. Two twenty. I bet two twenty. <laughs> and the guy called right. Right. Everyone else folds. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Two twenty. Because in my head, I'm still thinking it was one stack of the of twenty. Right. Awesome, but 220. Okay. I, I can get behind 220. <laughs> it was 85 to go. The entire table calls. I'm going to make a large bet of one eighth pot. <laughs> no. Okay. Sorry. So now it's heads up between okay. me and the guy on my left, right? Who had originally raised it on accident and called, right? Okay. And the turn is a brick, but it brings in obviously like a spade draw, right? Right. So then now I bet um, like 400 and he called. And then on the river was a blank. I jam for the rest of um, the money. Right. And he uh, he calls with ace queen and I doubled up. I was about up. to say, it sound, it, this sounds like ace queen all day. Yeah. And I doubled up and he's like, I shouldn't have made that call. And I was like, well, okay. I mean, but talk about it going off, <laughs> off the rails. Yeah. That's uh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that definitely said. Well, I mean, on his side, he has to call here because you can never have kings because you made it 85 pre-flop. So, I mean, in all honesty, another another screw-up that kind of worked in your favor, actually, right? Oh, 100%. If I would have played it correctly, I wouldn't have made as much money as I did. But you want to talk about getting no credit at any of your bets after that. I don't know. I mean, now anybody, you can min-raise and they got to put you on the nuts. I mean, maybe, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but it was interesting. And um, so I ended up squeaking out. Um, well, actually, I ended up not squeaking out. I ended up making a pretty good profit of like $2,600. That oh, session. that's that's nice. It's always nice like when you start out like a, the losing session to just come back and crush it and be positive. Right, I'm trying th- I mean, there are some other hands where like, you know, whenever you hit the the flush or whatever and just get paid, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Not exactly the most skillful, but still good. It's a, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, those can, I mean, the money counts the exact same. So it's a. Uh... All right. So now I'm like, all right, I'm going back to the Bellagio the next day. Right. I'm like that was great. Super profitable game. I'm loving it. Um, So I end up going back the next day. I go to the two five table, get my teeth kicked in, get called to the five ten. I'm like, thank God. So then I leave. <laughs> I'm like, these, these guys are beating me up. So I leave, go to the um, five ten table. Um, I remember I tried putting in a bluff. Uh, I remember you and I talked about this hand, wherever it was. 
so I had played against this guy and then he would raise pre-flop and then bet small on the flop. Like he would three bet to like 150, right? And then bet like 30 on the flop. And whenever he did this the first time, he had pocket queens on a king high flop, right? But it was a draw heavy board. So if you get raised, you know to fold, right? Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'll keep a mental note of that. And he did the exact same thing with me um, on a board that was 8-7-queen, right? And he raised pre-flop, I called, and it's heads up, and he bets small on the flop. So I check-raised him pretty big, right? Well, especially I like this even more on that board, because if he three bets, it's unlikely, unless he has a complete set of queens that he would one for one a bet small and kind of a dangerous board. Right. So I check raise expecting a fold. Right. I got a call. Um, That's even more confusing, actually, because I would think, like, aces or kings or ace-queen would bet more, uh, but a set of queens would never just call there. So kind of, kind of, I don't know, this hand's already kind of confusing, but go ahead. Um, The turn paired one of the undercards and then i bet big and he still called so i was like ugh, this is gonna take all my might to get him off this hand um the river brought an ace um i jammed he tanked tank 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 ended up calling with ace queen so that was one of the buy-ins that went sideways and then i had lost another one um, a different buy-in that went side. Like, I think I ended up calling with, I think I had two pair to a lesser two pair or something like that. Okay. And, um, so I'm on the third buy-in, right? Right. <laughs> I remember I told you about this hand and things were not going my way at all. I had ace king. Oh, that was it. I had ace king. I had lost the flip versus, uh, king queen. Oh, I remember that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was the second buy-in. So then I get ace-king again, but I get ace-king with the ace of diamonds, right? Okay. <sighs> the flop comes two diamonds and... Um, how many How many to the flop? Because I know you, you play this pretty vigorously. Okay, gotcha. Three. I had raised pre- I had three bet, got two callers. Okay. Um, so then I bet 100. I get... I get raised, right? The next guy calls the raise. Wait, what was the flop again? Jack high with two diamonds. Jack high with two diamonds. And you have the ace of diamonds, but no king of diamonds. No king of diamonds. Okay, gotcha. So, um, I'm sitting there looking. I'm like, well, I only have 600 more dollars. And I've already three bet this hand. Been raised, called. And I was like, I don't have any more money, and I don't want to rebuy. And I was like, well, this is about going to be my... This is how I'm going out, I guess. I'm all in. I rip it in. Another $600, right? Horrible play, but that's what happened. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, it's like, not. man. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So I rip it in, right? And I'm like, well, time to go. So I, I get up, get ready to start leaving. Um, then the next guy goes all in behind me for like... 
three thousand dollars you can go ahead and leave <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, um, what's it called then the next guy folds so he loses his 300 bucks or whatever right right and um so that was a pretty big pot though oh gigantic pot yeah so that was good uh i asked him i said do you have like a set or something because i was like maybe my ace and king might be good he's like no i don't have a set and i was like hey maybe i'm live turns a, a diamond he's like now i have a flush River's a diamond. Oh, my God. <laughs> tell him. You runner, runner, <laughs> flush. I'm sorry, but I got you. <laughs> I tell him, I'm horrible. I just can't help it. There's nothing I can do. I can't resist. <laughs> so then I was, then I caught fire, right? Okay. That table broke after that. That hand table broke. So I, I moved, can see it. <laughs> yeah. So I moved tables, right? And just, I mean absolutely catch fire right and i'm like man how much money do we even have in this stack right mm -hmm. um so and then here was an interesting spot for you i have one guy on my left who is just three betting me non-stop right okay and um so this was pretty early in the session i had king queen of diamond of spades and he'd been three betting me i've been folding I've been folding all right and then he finally three bets me again. I said, you know what? I just can't have this anymore. You know? Right. Just, just can't have this anymore. So he three bets I call. And the flop comes all low cards in a rainbow. Like seven, six, two rainbow. Okay. I check it over to him. He bets 700. Right? Or no, sorry. 400. He had three bet it to 300 preflop. And then he bet like 400, 450. Right? Right. So I, um, no, I'm not going to stand for this. So I rip it all in on him. Right. And, um, nothing but King high. And he ends up making the fold reluctantly. And then I show him the bluff and the table loses their mind, you know? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. So then same player, right? Later on that session, um, it's kind of winding down toward the end of the night. I have a six of spades. He three bets me. Here we go. I already know he wants to bluff me and whatever, get me back, maybe something like that, or he's just annoyed with me, right? Right. Because I'm the only person combating his three bat, three bets and stuff. All right. Um, because before I got there, every time he three bet, everyone would fold. I would fold. Everyone would fold. He'd just take down the blind, or not the blind, the original bet. He was squeezing a lot. Yeah. Um, so I call Ted's up as always. Me and this guy. Um. He had made it 300 to go, I called. Um, the flop comes, A66 for the flopped boat. Oh, my God, you luck box. <laughs> so I check it over to him. He bet. Um, but this time he bets like 200. I do the fake like I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. I call. Um, on the turn, obviously doesn't change anything for me. And um, I checked over to him again. He doesn't disappoint. He bets like um, 400, 425, I think, and I think. <sighs> Fine, I call. I'll call. Sure. No, I was wondering if you're going to go over the top on that one. And then on the river, um, I check it over to him again, risking it, right? Right. That he checks us through. Doesn't disappoint. He bets eight fifty. 
and then I rip it in over the top. Oh wow! Well played. <laughs> and then um, he folds. He folds for about I don't remember how much more it was, but it was not was not enough. He had to have been bluffing, right? For it to uh for him to fold for the all in, given the pot, and uh he folded and he packed up his stuff and left the next hand. Wow, that's <laughs> that's really nice. Did you you didn't show your a six, did you? No. Yeah, it's a. Uh... But once he left, someone had asked me about it. One of the like uh, what VIPs as Ben Deach would say. Okay. Was asking me about it, and I told him I said, "Oh no, I flopped him dead," and he said, "Oh, well played." You yeah, know? that was. I mean, I. Like, okay, like, uh, the way you played it, I think I played it the same exact way. The only difference is, and I think you got a lot more value here than I would have, was I think I'm normally in this, I'm scared of losing value from, like, an ace on the river, so I might donk lead that river. But it looks like he was bluffing, so uh, it seems like you got way more value than I would have there. Um. So then it got kind of late, right, and I was kind of card dead, and... We ended up going down to like um, four handed for a while, but we had whenever I switched table, they had made it five, ten, twenty. Oh God! So we're still doing five, ten, twenty, but now it's short handed, right? That's a big game. I mean, when it's three blinds and out of four people, that's a that. I mean, talk about you're either gonna win a lot or lose a lot. That you're right about. So, um, I here's a pretty noteworthy hand for you, um. So I have a suited ace, and somebody put on the quadruple straddle or something. Okay. So it was eight. So what was it? So it was 5, 10, 20. So we saw six people. It was 5, 10, 20, and he put on the 80. Right? 5, 10, 20, 40, 80. Okay, I got you. Yeah. So then it goes to me, right? And I have a suited ace here with all this dead money. So I raise it up to like 250. Okay, I like this. Some guy jams for um like 500 more. 500 total. 500 total. And then another guy calls. So I'm like, well, now I have to call. Yeah, I agree. And I completely brick it out. And um, five, six of hearts ends up taking it down with a rivered flush. That was yeah. kind of a noteworthy hand. But now these are the two. Or, and now I'm like, all right. I'm kind of like, I'm like, oh, I'm about back to even. That's pretty nice from being in for three thousand, right? Okay. So now we're now it's getting later and later, and I'm like, I really should just kind of book this, you know, few like two hundred dollar profit and call it good, right? Right. And I was telling the guy, I was like, yeah, you know, because basically me and this one other guy were, you know, battling back and forth, and I told him, well, I'm, you know, I'm probably gonna go. It's you know like four in the morning. You know, I should probably start getting ready to head out. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, he's like, I'm probably gonna head out kind of soon too. Then everything changes, right? Oh God! This girl comes and sits down, or she had she had sat down. I you know she already heard me kind of right right after I said I was gonna leave, and then she sat down, so she didn't hear that. Mm-hmm. I have ten eight offsuit, right? And it's four handed, and she three bet, and I call. I mean, with with it being four handed, I don't mind this. Um, you're gonna like the flop. I mean, it was seven, um. What I have, I had ten eight, so it was um, seven nine ace. Seven nine. Oh wow. Okay, really nice. So I flop open ended, and there's a flush draw. You yeah, you have the flush draw? No no no. 
No, no, but there is a flush draw on board. Okay, makes not as not as good, but really, in all honesty, unlikely she has the exact suit of the flush draw. Right. Um. So then she bets pretty big, right? Um. Come, she she had bet like sixty, and then she bet like one, probably forty, right? I call. Okay. I, I was wondering. I was like, you could. I was like, I I could see an argument for raising or calling here, but I like the call. Drill the six. Oh God! So now you have the flat out nuts. But the board is heart heart diamond diamond. Okay. She bets pretty big, like three hundred. I raised to like nine hundred. Ooh, I would. I think you would have should have got even more. Well, I don't know. That's probably that's probably fine. She re raises all in. Okay, never mind. I like that nine hundred raise <laughs> like that. <laughs> I call and I cover her. River is um, completes one of the flushes, and I'm like, ugh, that's not great. She had flopped a set of aces. She had pocket aces. Oh my god! She needed the board to pair. She didn't need the flush. But I understand why she would raise it all in when it's heart, heart, diamond, diamond. Makes perfect sense how she played it. Made perfect sense how I played it. Having to re-raise her uh, turn bet. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And I tell you what, the way I called this hand, wrong on every street. Because so I was like, <laughs> well, 8-10 four-handed on the three-bet. I'm like, I can kind of understand this. Uh, and then, like, on the flop, I'm like, I can see justification for a raise. <laughs> I guess what? Guess what? No, no fold equity when she, when she flopped the absolute nuts. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then we end up battling. So I'm like, now I just doubled up through her, right? Right. And I mean, this is the guy who's been battling back and forth. I have pocket kings. He rips it in on me all in pre-flop. I snap call. Um, he doesn't even show. Board runs out. River's an ace. I'm still good. Felt him. He buys in again. He ripped it. Like, okay, did he, was it like a raise, raise all in? I mean, I can't imagine that he was like 5'10", and he just, Okay, I'm all in for two grand. I mean, uh, right? Um, I three bet him and he four bet me all in. Okay, I got you. Still a gigantic raise because my four bet was like four hundred bucks. And how much did he rip it in for? Probably like sixteen or seventeen hundred. That's pretty big. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> uh, I call and I'm good. And then, but I mean, like, okay, y'all are four or five handed, right? Yeah. I mean, you really can't be folding queens here or. Well, I don't know what else he could have had because obviously he didn't have Ace King. Right. So I don't. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess he could fold eight. I don't know. Well, that's 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 a weird hand. Um. Yeah. It was yeah. Cool. I mean, I would assume like maybe Queens. I was thinking Queens or Jacks, but yeah. Um. So then he rebought again. I had pocket fours, flopped a set of fours, and he ripped it in on me again. Oh God. And I called, and I'm good. <laughs> right. And then this other guy shows up, this guy who shows up and he's like, he's, I don't know if he's drunk or what, but he shows up and he's like, I can't believe you guys care about this money this much. I'm all in. $1,500 all in. Everyone oh, folds. Wow. He shows Jack 7 offsuit for Jack High. Next hand comes, you guys really care about this money? I'm all in again. And he shows like 3-5 offsuit for 5 High. Oh, right? man. And then someone calls him and felts him. And he's like, get me more chips. I need more chips. I'm all in before the chips get here. And he gets felted again. And he's like, more chips. I need more chips. 
he just kept going and just he was like I, and he's like I'm gonna slow down for a bit. <laughs> but he just kept. He's like he's like now I now I care uh, now I care about the money after five buy-ins. Well, he was saying none of you guys are gonna call me. No one's playing with me. So what do I have to do to get action? I was like, well, maybe don't rip in fifteen hundred dollars before we see any cards. You know. I mean, kind of yeah. Well, I mean, but that being said, I mean, if he's doing that. Shouldn't you be calling this with, like, ace high? Like, ace five or something? Well, if you know ahead of time, but, you know, the first yeah, time he rips it all in. He actually had looked at his cards. Right, it was at so. the end of the hand, and he went all in on the river. I got you. And turned over nothing, and then ahead of time went all in and then turned over nothing. Yeah. And then he started playing more reasonable. And then um, I took down a pretty big pot off of him where I had pocket tens. And the river was a jack, and I was like, oh, God. And I was like, if he has a jack, it's going to be annoying. But he had a uh, pair of nines. Oh, okay. Well, not bad at all. And then what got rid of one of those players was um, he had, um, what's it called? So, at the 5-10, five-handed, right? Every, three players end up all in. It's pocket aces. Versus pocket aces versus pocket queens all in. Oh, gosh. Pre-flop. And the aces obviously hold. So, But that was, um, yeah, I mean, the, that was that session. That ended up actually being my biggest session. So I went from being in for um, 3000 for cashing out for 6153 for $3,150 profit. Wow, what a great start to the trip. And I was like, what's it called? What a grace of God letting the the runner runner <laughs> diamonds come cuz not only did I not lose 3000, now I made 3000. Yeah, no kidding. That's real. I mean, yeah, that one hand really like saved everything. And then and I mean, granted you caught fire after that, but who knows if you're even playing after that. Oh, I'm not. If, yeah. I, if I don't hit it, I have no more money in my pocket. Oh God! So I 100% wasn't playing anymore. So not only, yeah, didn't even. Not only that, you not win, lose that hand, but yeah, you led you winning all the other hands. Exactly because I mean, like we always say, well, I'll normally only show up with three bullets. I mean, if I'm in for four, I don't know what's going on. Uh, yeah, you you and me are about the same way. Like, and not that I I understand like it really doesn't matter in the long run of all that. But if I'm if I bust out three bullets, one, is that fourth bullet? I'm not going to be playing my best game. Right. So I feel like there's no need to ever be playing it. All right. That concludes this week of the Texas Poker Podcast. Next week, we'll talk about another 510 session at the Bellagio. And I even go up and to play 51020 at the win. We'll see you guys next week. That was the Texas Poker Podcast. Go ahead and rack up. Add time, and we'll see you next week.